What's up, Military Millionaires? I'm your host, David Perret, and I am here with my co-host, Alex Fe Oh, no, no, no co-host tonight. Alex Felice stood us up. But I'm here with Austin Clark, and this is actually going to be a lot of fun because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, Alex uh, actually partnered on a deal with Alec Alex and Austin partnered on a deal together, and so I'm going to use this to talk all kinds of smack about the fact that Alex isn't here, which is just fun for me. But this is also fun because I was able to play a small role in helping Austin get into a house and uh, we've been able to talk a little bit and we're actually talking about potentially doing some skill bridge opportunities. So Austin, I've gotten to talk a decent amount and this is just gonna be a lot of fun for me. And it's gonna be a lot of fun for you because it's always awesome to talk to young enlisted active duty guys or girls who have figured out a way to get into real estate because so many people seem to think it can't be done uh, and we're gonna prove you wrong. So Austin, thanks for joining me tonight. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Roger, Vic One, Oscar Mike. Hey, I'm honored to be here, man. I really appreciate this. This is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I like that you have soundproof tiles back there. That's better than I do. Yeah, yeah. See, it looks good and it has a functionality, right? That's why I like it. I know. I've got all kinds of stuff on order for when I finally get back to my forever location. Right now, I have a, uh, if you were to see the front side of my screen, you would see like a queen blanket that's uh essentially oh yeah putting the on the floor yeah well all over i i hang it up over everything other than the camera whenever i record so yeah. <laughs> but uh why do don't you thing. yeah yeah uh, all right so give a little bit of background here talk us through uh like what got you into real estate and kind of walk us through to where you are right now yeah so i'm austin clark uh i joined the military back in 2015 and not knowing really a whole lot about real estate or investing in general. And it's really funny. The first thing that sparked me in, in investing was <laughs> we were in this, some brief in, in some army brief. Um, I forgot what it was. And this dude was sitting on his phone and he had the stash app opened up the, the one where you can like invest in different, you know, little, uh, uh, they have them like all set for you and you just put some money into it. And I was like, what is that? That looks pretty cool. I see like a balance there. I see all this stuff going up and down. I've heard of that before. So I downloaded it. And then, you know, it all started from there investing. I started investing in like those small little ETFs. And then from stocks, uh, years down the road, I, heard, I found out about dividends. Dividends equals passive income. I was super interested in passive income. And then that's what led me to real estate. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I love the pa the passivicity, passivicity, passive income of, of real estate and what it can provide, the, the you know, the freedom it can provide. And, the, the definitive factor was I applied for PA school in the army and I got put on the alternate list. And that was like, man, like that, that was going to be like a turning point in my career. And then I, I really found out when I, when I got put on the alternate list, I was like, did I really do this because I was passionate about being a PA or did I do this because I just wanted the safety of being making like officer pay and I would have a pension in 20 years. That's, that was the bottom line. I was like, yeah, this is, this isn't for me. I'm really glad that I didn't do this. And then when I found out about real estate, I was like, yeah, I don't need, you know, necessarily a pension. I don't need to do 20 years for something, or I don't need like 
you know, a retirement fund from an employer, I can do this easily and I can meet a lot of really cool people along the way. So that's, that's my journey. Yeah. So tell us, uh, walk us through your first buy. Yeah. So my first buy, I used your, you know, resource, a little shout out there for you. <laughs> uh, I used your, your resource on finding a real estate agent. I, st- I started with Zillow and then Redfin and then um, a bunch of other little uh, uh, tools of just talking to listing agents. And I thought that was the way to go. And then, you know, I interviewed four or five real estate agents and then I, I used your tool. Uh, to, he was awesome. Then it, it took about a month, you know, it took about a month to find a property because there's, it's just so competitive here in Maryland. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I found it on Redfin. I, I looked up, I did the numbers and that's where the education piece came in. You know, it, the numbers worked for me. Yeah, I was kind of nervous because it was my first buy, but hey, it, it worked. I lived in it. I'm living in it now. So, well, and you were able cool. to find a value add, right? Where you're going to be able to, we were talking about it before the recording, but you're literally going to be able to turn it into a four bedroom by adding a door. A door. Yep. You're, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. And like I, like I told you before, I was literally talking to the permit people today about exactly what I need. And that's all they, they said. I just need to, you know, get a building permit, add a door. And the really big piece with this property that I found and through it, thankfully through just educating myself or else I wouldn't have found it was, you know, a lot of people were turning this house down and the average day on market for this place was four or five, maybe six days. And the market in this area, the appreciation is crazy. The rents are really good. And I was like, why is this house on the market for like 20 some days? And I sent it over to my real estate agent. And yeah, he's like, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's appreciated in like 14, 15% just in this year. What's going on? And I found out this doesn't have an established dining room. And this is a really big family oriented community. And so a lot of families, you know, newlyweds, stuff like that, they were coming into this house and they were kind of like, you know, not really liking the the layout because it didn't have a hardwood established dining room. It has two decent sized living rooms. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about a dining room. I don't care about that. Uh, so, you know, I was like, I could definitely add a, a fourth bedroom here. It has the foundation, it has windows, it has everything you need. All I got to do is add a door and I instantly get $30,000, $40,000 of value added in this property. Yeah, that's cool. And that's smart too. Uh, David Green always talks about like, if you can find like a, 1200 square square foot, like two bed, one bath. It's probably a three bed, one bath or three bed, two bath, because there's probably an extra bedroom in there. And I, I do that all the time. I'll go, I was looking at this property the other day. It was like 1600 square foot to one. And I was like, there is another bedroom in this thing. Sure enough, there's a bedroom and a bathroom easily in there, maybe two bedrooms. Um, and I bought one kind of recently that was like that. It's like, it's got it's a two bedroom, but then if you go up in the attic, someone had basically finished out the attic and just never permitted it. So I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to finish this and permit it. And that's a huge value add play. Just, I mean, instantly, if you can find those properties where there's a hidden bedroom or a hidden, even if it's like a, an office and then you turn it into a bedroom, as long as you're not, you know, you don't want like a seven bedroom house in a normal neighborhood, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's smart though, man. That's really smart. And then, uh, yeah, and you were able to get in there on a in a competitive market. And then your next investment is uh can you walk us through that one? Cause I think that's fun. How do you how do you stumble upon Alex's deal and uh how'd that yeah, work? Yeah, so out? so I was watching, you know, bigger pockets and I remember this dude with hair and and you know, like this this really at lively attitude, you know. I, I love the episode. And I was on Facebook one day and he popped up on my mutual friends or whatever, and I was like, This dude looks so familiar, but I don't know who he is. I added him. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him and then I, I sent him a message and I was like, Oh my God, you're the guy <laughs> listen to him your pockets and Alex. you know, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, you, you do a lot of cool stuff. I, I really appreciate, you know, the value you're adding. And I was like, you know, if, if there's anything you're ever, you know, uh, wanting to do or, or anything, let me know. I, I'd love to work with you. I love working for people that are do the stuff that he does. And day he was, he posted the status. He was like, Hey, who wants to partner in with me? Commented, he sent me a message and it was off to the races from there for, for doing my first syndication. So you partnered as a limited partner on the 52 unit he closed back in December, right? Yeah. Yep. December. Awesome. So let me just, let me just make sure I got this right. So you gave Alex money and invested as a limited partner in a 52 door apartment with him. And then he stood you up on this podcast. That's see. And that, that's why like, man, hmm. I'm glad he stood me up. Cause now I know where he truly lies with, uh, <laughs> with friendship and the value of loyalty. All of you who are our faithful, faithful listeners are going to have to go and tag Alex in this and just bust his chops because he's the <laughs> one who chose Wednesday nights for recording. So he's going to yep. hear it. <laughs> I don't Man, have to be the one. He's going to hear it for me too. Now, Alex is actually at a meetup. So he went down to uh, Charlotte to go to a meetup today and the meetup, I don't know. He texted me today. He's like, oh man, I forgot. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah. So I gave Austin the chance to to reschedule. I gave the other guy a chance to reschedule and they were both like, no, nah, we're good. We'll, we'll record. So I'm like, okay, very well. Yeah, we'll roll with it. those Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. Um, okay. So Single family house, which is going to be a good investment for you because you're going to be able to do some value add in an appreciating market in a nice neighborhood that you know is very high end, family oriented, good neighborhood. And then limited yep. partner on an apartment, which is awesome because that's going to earn you returns while you sleep and you don't have to do anything, which I love because I'm huge on the idea of like energy to return, like how little energy can I expend on this property and still get a good return from it? Exactly. Um, so I I think that's super, super powerful. Um, what's next? Man, so so this this whole year, I'm really focusing on, you know, because I'm only going to be in the military for this whole year, and that's it. So I'll be, I'll be exiting in April. That's my official ETS. And I want to go all in on YouTube and real estate um, for my channel and just to work with people in general. So um, that's really the next thing is I want to, I got two people that we're going to be uh, creating like a real estate um, S corp together. And we're going to, you know, just pull our money together, start, start investing in real estate. I'm um, in the Ohio and Tennessee area. And cause that's where I'll be moving to is Ohio. And then, yeah, that, that's what we're going to do. So this whole year, um, I'm really just focusing on, you know, building up capital, take advantage of the, the spot that I have right now with using, you know, the military, the housing allowance along with a, a house. I'm house hacking this house too, because it has three bedrooms and I'm house hacking one of the rooms. Um, so yeah, I'm just building up a lot of cash flow right now. So that way next year I can go crazy and, you know, stack method. All right. Bigger pockets. <laughs> we, nope. we can just go from there. All right. So shout out the YouTube channel real quick and tell me a little bit about what it's about. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on uh, YouTube, Austin Clark. Um, I, I, I created the channel because I truly seen that, you know, I, I love educating people. I love helping people. And even though there's like, you know, tons of YouTube financial channels out there, um, including this one called from military to millionaire, they need to get 10 oh, yeah. K. I don't know who they are, that but, um, you better be, yeah, yeah. That dude with a mustache, man. No, no, but, uh, um, yeah, I created the channel to just, you know, provide a lot of basic information about investing, 
with via real estate, stock market invest, DGI investing, personal finances in general, because I just love talking about money, right? And I, and I, I found that, you know, I kept talking about money to a lot of people and they were like, you know, who's this 21, 22, 23 year old, you know, talking to me about money? Like, why, why, should, like, and that's kind of like the perception I got, right? Was who is this guy? And yeah. I was like, you know what? One day I was like, I've been wanting to make a YouTube channel. I've never really known what to talk about. People don't really understand where I'm coming from. So I'm going to make myself vulnerable, right? I'm going to put myself in a vulnerable position. I'm going to show people that I'm passionate about what I talk about so that they can kind of see, okay, this guy kind of means what he says. He's not just, you know, talking stuff. So I put my money where my mouth was and made my channel and it's grown pretty cool, pretty well so far. So it, it's been really fun. I met a lot of really influential people and it's, it's been, it's been very fun. And, you know, I'm not even, I'm still super small. So it, it's, it's been really cool to see how the YouTube community in general, it doesn't matter really who you are, as long as you really are passionate about what you're talking about, you know, people from all over will reach out to you. Yeah. And it's cool as it grows, it grows more organically. So the more it grows, the faster it grows. And um, you mentioned 10,000, if I don't hit 10,000 subscribers, by the time this video comes out, then uh, everybody who watches this better hit me up and I'll give you all a free t-shirt. Um <laughs> I'm going to hit 10,000 before this comes out, even if it means that I reschedule this just so it doesn't come out. No, I'm just um, You're going to go in there and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey man, I'm sorry. Your, your, uh, your video, your podcast was going to come out tomorrow, but I can't afford 150 shirts. <laughs> so uh, it's coming out next week. No. Uh, so you got, so you got Alex, you know, leaving me, leaving me on red here with, with the podcast. And then you're going to, man i'm just feeling all the love tonight <laughs> push this guy off i can't let that air no uh so it, this is actually really funny alex is gonna be so bummed when i'm gonna make him listen to this and be like you should have been on this episode because alex and i are both very huge components on youtube blogging intellectual property in general and alex has been on a very big kick uh lately especially and he's working on growing his youtube channel as well uh, but i agree i think it's very powerful very fundamentally it's just smart to have an intellectual space where you control the narrative, right? Like you have the ability yeah. to put what you want. You have the ability to say what you want. You, you know, it's, it's your space. It's who you are. And it's something that it'll grow on its own. It, it eventually will turn into a little bit of income, right? I make a little bit of money on YouTube, right. now, which is cool, but it's also just like the big long-term ramifications of that, right? Like if I, I know that if I was to put out on the pod, well, not on the podcast, but on my channel today that, Hey, I, I need, $50,000 for this property, uh, you know, someone to private lend, I, I would be able to pull that. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. that is because of the network and the space and the YouTube, but it's also just a really good space to be able to reach out to people. I mean, you kind of, you mentioned it earlier, earlier, right? Like you were having struggles finding a real estate agent and we were able to connect you with somebody in our network. And the reason for that is because of YouTube podcasting, whatever, right? Like I started for a lot of the same reasons. It sounds like you are where it was like, nobody knows who I am. I want to talk about finance and I'm going to do it and we'll see what happens. And yeah. yeah no one's really taking you serious. And you're like, well, who would yeah. take me serious? I got a mustache. Uh, <laughs> I look you need like all the that. credibility you can get, right? That's, that's it. Yeah. I got to have the social followers so I can be like, look, I know you don't like the mustache, but go look at my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Oh man. All right. So, okay. So you've done single family, you're moving, you said Ohio and Tennessee. What's the strategy there? What kind of stuff are you guys looking for? Are you going to do single families, you duplexes, short-term rental, long-term rentals. Talk to me a little bit about the plan. Let's poke some holes in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Um, so our strategy at first is to really focus on fix and flips. 
Um, just to build some capital, we don't want to do that long-term, definitely. You know, it's just really hard to scale and it takes a lot of time. Um, so we really want to focus on fixing those first um, and then start transitioning into Burr, uh, a small multifamily, one to four units. And then, you know, we just want to continue to scale you. that. And I'm going to make you explain what Burr, I said, I'm going to pause you. I'm going to make you explain what a Burr okay. is because not all our listeners know, even though they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So first you find the properties, you're going to buy it. That's what it's an acronym. Uh, then you rehab the property. So you find a property that's under market value that needs some some love, some love and uh, you rehab the property. Then once it's rehab, you're going to rent it out. So now you're getting some cash flow and then you're going to cash out, refinance the property to get you know money out of that property. And then you're going to plug it into the next property. And that's what the last one means, which is repeat. So then you, it's kind of like just a, a domino you know, method where you find a property that you fix up and once you fix up, now you're getting cash flow and you're getting this big chunk of money that's not even really yours. You just, you know, did some work to the property and it is off into the next one. Perfect. Thank you. All right. So now that you've burred a few properties, what's next? Yeah. So then once we, you know, burr a lot of some properties, we get a lot of cash flow. That's that's honestly our game is we just want to build cash flow within the company and just use our advantages, you know, our unfair advantages, each of us, and just continue doing that. And then maybe in the, you know, we would love to do some actual large multifamily, but honestly, I, I don't want to look like, I'm not even looking that far. I want to focus on, you know, what we got to do now, um, as far as fixing and flipping, really educating ourselves on that space, burring. And then from there, we can, you know, start building that foundation. Good. I'm glad you're not looking that far out. So people get so wrapped yeah. up in the multifamily space. And I, I love it. Multifamily is a good space to move into. I completely understand. Yeah. But people get wrapped up in that and what that five-year vision is. And they don't look at like, what's the next domino to fall? What's right in front of them. Yeah. yeah and that, so that, think, that's why I, I tell a lot of people, you know, I hate hearing the, I hate hearing the term five-year plan, you know, or, or like, what's your, what do you, what do you, what do you see yourself in five years? I honestly don't know, but that's not bad because I want to, you know, in the military, we, and you know, too, we, we backwards plan, right? I want to backwards plan to the point where, what do I see myself doing on my first accomplished fix and flip? And then from there, I can use that to do another one, another one where I'm, it's just, it's seamless. And then I can move on to Burr with our company and that, and then we're going to go from there. Yeah, there's definitely value in having a long-term plan and a five-year vision, but and and I love the idea of vision boards and stuff. But people need to understand yeah, that yeah. five-year vision is like that's a that's a a great like target, but you still got to hit the wickets, and those need to be adjustable. And so, yeah, yeah I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I haven't done uh, <clears throat> I haven't done any fix and flips in the last little bit, but I've been doing some wholesaling and wholetailing with kind of the same intent: build some mm -hmm. capital up for when I exit the military, just to make sure I've got more of a runway on the, for the buy and hold long-term side. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I think the burst strategy is solid brother. So Ohio and Tennessee, you said you're going back to Ohio, but why Tennessee? Uh, Tennessee. Absolutely. Like, man, it's just crazy. Like as far as the opportunity in real estate, when that Tennessee offers with just property taxes being so low state taxes. Um, and it's just a super, you know, cash flow market. And that's what I said that we're looking for is, you know, it's just, we want to get that passive income. We want to build that passive income within our, our company. And I think Tennessee is a great strategy for that. What's up, military millionaires. I wanted to briefly talk about a service I offer that a whole lot of people don't seem to know about. And I guess that's a failure on my part for not having discussed it enough. So look, 
finding a realtor that understands investing and or the VA loan or, or both is not always the easiest thing in the world. And finding a lender, same thing. So what I have started doing is I've built a, well, I have a large network, but I've started to compile it all together finally as a legitimate uh, Excel document driven, location driven list for you guys, essentially. So what it, what it is, is basically just my way of helping connect you with a realtor or a lender that I know personally and have vetted and talked to and understand that they're not going to screw you. And what I do is like, for example, I had a market where I had two or three agents that I all sent the same person as a connection and said, Hey man, you know, I, I trust, I, I know all of these, let me know what you think. And they all said the same agent and same thing. So what I've done is if there's multiple agents in the same market, I choose the best one and that's who I'm going to hook you up with. But the whole point of this is just to help ensure that you get connected to the best agent. So if that is something that you would like, just go to the website, go to from military to millionaire.com slash VA dash realtor slash, or just reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, whatever. I'll send you the link or you can find it on the resources page of the website. But look, all it is is a way to help connect you with an agent who's going to hook you up. No, I don't charge a fee for you. No, I don't charge a fee for the agent. It's just a way to hook you guys up. At the end of the day, as a buyer, you're not going to pay for a realtor anyway. So, ta-da, it's magic. You might as well use one. As far as VA lender, I've got a really good one that I work with and know very well. There's several others that are pretty good. And I'll probably try to steer you away from some uh, companies that I just don't think are very reputable or have been very helpful. So, you know, if this is a service that sounds good to you for free 99, then uh, reach out. And if not, then uh, enjoy the show right now. Cool. I like it. I mean, I can agree with all those reasons as long as you have, you know, a decent strategy, decent team and and you have boots on the ground ground to help you out with that. That's, you know, that's yeah. solid. So uh, cool. And you're getting out in the next year. <clears throat> so what are you doing mm -hmm. between now and then to prepare yourself for this transition? Yeah. So from now until then, uh, we're, we're really educating ourselves. So we're doing like bi-weekly meetings, you know, where we're just following up on what we talked about previously for like, as far as knowledge goes, and we're all just learning, um, learning about getting familiar with the Ohio market. Uh, cause that's where we're going to start out first. I, I know I said Ohio and Tennessee, but we're going to start focusing in Ohio cause that's where I'm living. So it's kind of like, you know, easy to, to touch everything at first. And then once we feel comfortable, we can go out, um, and learn really just the fix and flip model. Right. And, and how to, you know, distinguish, um, repairs, you know, uh, find under market value, you know, properties and just really build that muscle memory. So that way, I can hit the boots, you know, when I'm there, I can hit the, I can hit the ground running when it comes to, uh, to finding, you know, good properties to do. Cool. Smart. I think going to Ohio first and then expanding from there is, is smart, but yeah. Um, yeah. So this is you and your team that are meeting every, every week or two. Yeah. Good. I think that's smart. I think, uh, you know, having partners is huge for sure for staying on goals and stuff, but you hit on some key points there that I was really hoping to hear. Uh, the education piece, the fact that you guys are trying to learn the market, you're working on the market and and you're working together on all this. I think people get so focused on starting, which don't get me wrong, taking action is huge. It's very important. But taking the time to really learn your market is very powerful. Uh, I recently oh, yeah. partnered up with a friend of mine. We've been doing some stuff back in my market. And, uh, you know, he would have been fine. He would have been successful in that market. But probably not as successful as being able to just say, yo, what do you think of this property? And I go, nope, not that neighborhood. Don't touch it. Um, right. And so I think that there's an, a very, very solid amount of, um, that's a terrible way to put that, but a lot of importance in knowing your market, knowing your numbers and knowing your criteria and people jump in, which is fine. I'm all for it. 
but there's a middle ground there, right? Don't spend so much time worrying about everything, getting stuck in analysis paralysis and not starting, but don't just jump in without having any idea what your market is. In fact, and hopefully this doesn't, I don't know, guys probably not ever going to listen to this podcast. So I passed on a deal a week, week and a half ago um, for $20,000 because the renovation and the ARV did not work. I might've been able to flip it, but it would have been too tight for me and it wasn't worth as a wholesale. And someone introduced me to a wholesaler like yesterday and guys, he asked a couple questions off the bat that I was not cool with. And I basically told him like, look, man, just off these couple questions, I don't think we'll work together. And he didn't like that. Uh, I guess he got frustrated enough that he then decided he was going to try to make it work. And so I'm like, all right, fine. Look, show me the deal you got. So he sends me this deal. It's the same one I passed on for 20K and he's asking 62. <laughs> and I was like, bro. And his ARV is somehow magically like 50. 50 or $60,000 over what I had and his renovation budget is like 40, $50,000. And my renovation was like 60, 70. Now I'm like, yeah. dude, like no way. I was like, if you, and he kind of like, he had alluded to the fact he had already kind of said that he hadn't been to the house and he was going there today to take pictures. So then I was like, have you even seen the house? Cause I was planning on sending him pictures. And he told me yes. And I'm like, well, you just told me you hadn't seen the house. I was going to send you pictures, but now you're so like, <laughs> All that to say, I, I, I hope, you know, magically it works out for this guy. But essentially what happened is this guy jumped into a deal where he saw 20K or whatever. He probably got it for 20K. I don't know. I turned down 20K. So I'm sure he got it for at least that, if not better. And right. jumped. It was like, oh, my God, amazing deal. And now he's trying to pedal this thing. And I'm like, dude, it's not even close to going to work for you. Um, right. So I, I just use that as an example to be like, you know. He, that's the importance of knowing your market. He went off, he was going off square foot ARV, which is fine, except that in that neighborhood, nothing pulls that price. And it's on a decent street, but it's on a decent street in a really bad neighborhood. And so there's just no way, right? He's going off yeah. like just the streets ARV. And I, anyway, I hope it works out for the guy, but I just wanted to use that as an example of like, look guys, you you need to know your market at least somewhat. This guy wasn't from there. He was from three hours right. west and he was just thought he could make it work in this market and I hope it works out for him and he doesn't get burned. And could I touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I hope no one's ever made this before and I don't get, you know, in trouble for this, but I like to think I invented it. Um, I, I did something called, you know, the quarter method. Right. And this is basically where I used to be the same way. I used to be so stuck in analysis paralysis with anything investing, not just real estate, like just taking a leap of action and, the, the thing I invented was I was like, okay, I'm going to make this thing called the quarter method where if I understand at least a quarter of what I'm about to do, I just need to get in there and then learn the rest because a lot of people, they, they, they get stuck in the education piece and they don't take that next step because they're too educated. And now they feel like they know 100% of whatever they're about to do. And they're afraid to do it because they also know the repercussions. But for me, you know, it all started with, with, like I said, stocks. And I was like, okay, I, I understand, you know, the dividends, I understand what to look for. I'm just going to put my money in some stuff and then I'm going to learn the rest on the way. I'm going to learn about the dips. I'm going to learn about losing a little bit of money here and there about, you know, maybe it's a terrible stock and I, I missed a few things, but that's how I, that's how you learn. You know, you make mistakes, you've got to make mistakes and you're never going to do anything perfect. So with this real estate deal, you know, I, I knew the market in the area. I got familiar with it. I knew the numbers worked. And I was like, okay, that's it. That's it. I don't have to 
go crazy and, and, and think of every possible negative situation that could come out of this, because if it does, I will learn from it and I'll move it on and, and use that for my next deal. I knew a quarter. Now I know a little bit more and I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling comfortable. I was uncomfortable at first, but you know, now I'm feeling pretty good. And now I can use what's happening now. Even, even the small little hiccups that I came into contact with, I got kind of excited, right? Like, I mean, when the, my plumbing went crazy the other day and I was like, man, okay, now I know what to look for when this plumbing mistake happens. And then now we're going to move on and take that to the next stuff. So I, I really wanted to uh, really touch on that. Yep. I think that's powerful. It's, you know, considering it tuition, right. Is the ability to yep. learn from those things and and keep them rolling. I think that's a, a great way to look at that for sure. Yeah. Huge fan. All right. So we've covered your first few investments. We've covered what's next. We've covered your YouTube channel. Yeah. What up? What else do you want to talk about? What else we got? Where are we at? What else is going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, man, the, the biggest thing that I, I see to a lot of people, especially that are just really, really, really new to like me into real estate is they're so afraid to just put money into something. And that's what I tell people all the time is, uh, <laughs> I was talking to this one guy. I don't want to, I don't want to give names or anything. He's like, I was like, yeah, man. So you're interested in investing. I was like, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to do something. And then they were like, you know, well, how much you got? And they're like, I got 50,000, you know, sitting in my savings. I was like, man, let's go do something. Let's, let's yeah. do something with that. And they were just like, well, I don't want to, I like seeing it. You know, I like seeing the money. I like seeing, and I'm taking control of it and that, and we got to get past that control, right? We, we got to get past the, the ability to maybe you don't see every single cent, but it's somewhere and it's growing. And that's like taking that step, right? The quarter method, you got to you just put yourself out there and then you got to learn as you go. And when you take that first step, it's, it's so, it's so much easier to, uh, to be uncomfortable in the next situation. It's just like, you know, working out. All right. So I am an E2, E3, just joined the military, don't know anything about money. What's the first two or three things I should do? Oh man. So the first thing is, is, is understand your mindset. And what I mean by that is really ask yourself, why did you join the military? You know, why are you wanting to do pursue bigger things in yourself other than just investing why are you doing the things you want to do and when you really understand your why then when it comes to you know money and investing understand money okay a lot of people they want to go out and invest in all this stuff but they have no clue what investing is they have no clue what money is you know so build your financial foundation use youtube to the best of your ability there's so many amazing channels out there and then once you do that be specific on what you want to do so you know build that foundation and then get specific because a lot of people they they start reading stuff and they start uh, researching stuff and they just keep staying broad. And just like how you said, know your market, know the specific goal that you want to do. So if it's in real estate, what type of real estate, and then be a professional at that. A really good example I like to, to talk about is, you know, um, one of the books by Bigger Pockets, you know, how to buy money with other people's money, you know, so zero, zero or a little percent down. Um, don't read that at the beginning, <laughs> you know, read about how real estate works and then if you want, want to do that, if you want to use other people's money, then be specific on learning, you know, about using other people's money for your real estate goals. So just very, so, you know, find your, find your mindset, find your why, then be educated in, in the financial foundations of what money is, and then be specific and go from there. I think that's big. I tell people that a lot. Uh, if you watch me on the Facebook group, you'll see people asking very specific, like, should I do this or this questions? And my answer is usually something to the effect of like, 
Well, that depends on your long-term goals, right? Like if you want to get into house flipping, that's great. If you want to be a house flipper or if like your solution where you're wanting to do it as a means to build some capital to get into what you really want to get into. But, you know, I think people jump into like, Ooh, flipping houses is awesome. This guy made money. Oh, this guy made money. Ooh, this guy, you know, and it's like, okay, great. But yeah, like flipping houses is good, but flipping houses isn't how you sit on the beach, dipping your toes in the sand, you know, unless you get so big that you can build out a team and hire it all out like my buddy Bill, but it's not, there's a no middle ground there, right? Like you're not a one man house flipping team who's also chilling on the beach, enjoying your passive income, but you might be a one man rental property team that can do that. So uh, you know, but as a one man rental property team, you're not making anywhere near as much money per month as you might be with a big house flipping business. So you've really got to figure out what you want, what your long-term goals are and figure out what strategies, as you said, back planning, what strategies match that and then go from there. You can't just, can't just jump in cold Turkey and, you know, jump on whatever wave is coming and see what happens. Yeah, man. And, and even on top of that, you know, even to build that, that mindset even more, Never let, you know, anyone set your left and right boundaries based on your age, because I got that so much as an E2, E3, E4. And, and, you know, if you're E1, E2, statistically, you're right out of high school. Um, Never let anyone, you know, let your age define what you can and can't do. And that even applies for if people join the military late, right? Because we got E1s and E2s that just decided to join their 30s, you know, right around the max age of when you can join. And even then people are like, man, you're you're 30 years old. I mean, your military career, it's its going to be short because you're old. You know, don't don't let anybody judge what you can truly do based on your age, because people get so caught up in the age aspect that people are it doesn't matter what age you are. It matters how much drive you have and how much you're willing to put into something consistently. And, and that's what I really want to let people get if they get anything out of this video. That's what I really want to portray in this. Yeah. The younger, the better, I think, to get started in all this because of compound interest and how you can take, you can afford to take a risk at 20 that you won't be able to take at 40 or 50. Right. If you're 50, you've got three. He's he's a pretty big risk. So. (laughs) Oh man, the poor guy. We're busting his chops. We love him. I mean, if you were to see my message to him, I just told him to have fun tonight. So, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you think we're too harsh on the guy, uh, well, I think he's got thick skin. If not, it's all a facade and he deserves every bit of this. So um, <laughs> no, he's a good guy. <laughs> wouldn't talk smack if I didn't like the dude. So um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's some really good advice there. All right. So I got a few questions that I ask every guest and I'm going to run them by you real quick. The first one is, we kind of already touched on this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So if an E1, E2 walked up to you asking you for life advice, what's the one thing that you would want them to know? never let anybody base your age on what you can do just like right i, I want to really i, I want to emphasize that especially if there is an e1 or e2 you know, watching this I, I never let someone tell you what you can and can't do especially and i say this in every video especially if they never done it themselves so yeah short and I think sweet. that's i think that's powerful right the piece of uh listening to people who've been where you want to be and who've already done it yeah, because if you hear anybody talk about real estate, right, you'll be like, well, my cousin's aunt's brother, you know, he lost money in real estate. But have you? No, I rent the apartment down the road. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got an opinion for sure. And if they haven't done it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, resources. What's one resource, book, course, website, whatever that you'd recommend to anybody looking to get into real estate? YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. YouTube. I mean, it's free. 
it's it's self-paced and you know you don't it's the lowest barrier of entry i mean if you got an internet connection which i hope you do um <laughs> youtube yeah but don't listen to mine unless it's over ten thousand. because you know it's not over <laughs> ten thousand. i owe you a t-shirt go go have people subscribe to this guy so you guys can hear me talk and, and that's how it's going to be. <laughs> uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you've seen Austin looking over to his side, he's actually streaming this for his, uh, for his, is it, is it for your YouTube channel, right? Yeah. 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 YouTube yeah, Austin yeah. Clark. So yeah. Yeah. So he's streaming it there. So that answers that alludes into the, where can people get a hold of you? So obviously Austin Clark on YouTube, but where else can people reach out if they want to talk to you more? Yeah. If you want to talk to me more, you can DM me on Instagram at Austin underscore Clark underscore original. It's the same thing with my URL on YouTube. And then, or you can add me on Facebook. I'm totally fine talking on Facebook as well at Austin Clark. And uh, yeah, I, I love talking all things, money, real estate, especially for next year. If you want a private win, let's, let's get together <laughs> talk about some strategy. There's the plug. That's the way to do it, man. People don't people yeah. don't throw that out there, right? You're throwing it to the world, right? Someone might come in and join you off it right now, but if nothing else, it's good practice to get out there and say it. Absolutely. Good deal, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, well, we I'm gonna leave this on the recording, but we have a conversation to have about some uh, some potential skill bridge opportunities. So, uh, yes, sir. I, thanks for joining me on the show, and uh, I'm gonna kill this recording, and we're gonna talk. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.